I am your host, Mike Pernice. Today, we have two very, very special guests coming from us from the West Coast here in Portland, Oregon. I got G Swinson and Swiggle Mandela. Boys, how we doing what tonight? Up, what up? What I'm up? Doing what good, up man? How I'm doing great, guys. I'm doing great. Hey, I just want to say thank you guys for uh, rescheduling with me after the other day. I uh, got caught up at work. I've just been like working my ass off my dad owns a restaurant here in pittsburgh and if you guys know anything about the restaurant industry right now like just any industry really just labor shortages are like at an all-time high so i've just been working my ass off trying to help my old man keep his business afloat so i i appreciate you guys setting this time aside for me uh and coming on the show i really appreciate it of course of course man of course. i feel that appreciate too, you man. having us so let's go ahead and just have you guys introduce yourselves. So Swiggle, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? Uh, I'm Swiggle Mandela, one of the biggest hip hop artists from Portland, Oregon. Um, I'm an entrepreneur. Get a lot of love in the city. Um, yeah, that's about that's that's a nutshell. And Garrett, how about you? Yeah, I'm, I'm G Swinson. I'm a up and coming artist from the Vancouver, Washington area. Just uh, started recently making music about three, four years ago and, you know, starting to make some big moves out here. And for those of you who don't know, Garrett was actually one of my first guests on the stoop when we connected via Instagram. And just since then, we've grown our relationship. And because of that, I was able to have him invite swiggle onto the show again guys just a it's an honor and a privilege to have you guys on the show so let's go ahead and just dive into my first question here um again either whoever wants to go ahead and answer first you guys can go ahead and determine that yourselves but just essentially give me a brief overview of your music career so like starting from scratch like when did it start and then what are the mile markers along the way that are very important and the telling of your career and where it is now. You can you can start, G. But um, I mean, I just honestly fell in love with like hip hop music when I was younger. I feel like you know it's something that like through most music I just wasn't able to like I don't know. There's just something about it. And honestly, like when I was growing up in like high school and stuff like that, I freestyle all the time. And a bunch of people would tell me I need to record and stuff like that. And I honestly didn't have like the confidence, I guess, you know, I was always like kind of second guessing it a little bit. But, you know, once I broke out of that show and kind of just started doing my thing, I put out a single on SoundCloud called All I Need. And a bunch of people started gravitating towards that from my high school. Kind of became like a little like high school song thing, you know 
when I was a senior. Wow. So that was that was pretty that was pretty lit for sure. They like a, the talent show, and uh, my high school had like seven hundred people. So it was like it was cool, you know. And it was like my first time performing, so I was pretty nervous. But you know, from then on, and I just honestly kept posting music and started going on to all platforms. And you know, I used to do a I was in a duo called the Ever Chasers with one of my best friends. And, uh, you know, we were making music for a while. And then I started kind of just making a lot of solo music and, you know, uh, yeah, just kept posting music, doing music videos, you know, trying to network and really like, you know, dive into this and see what it's all about. Because, you know, I'm, I really, you know, have only done so much and seen so much yet, you know, that, I still have, you know, this, I'm still in such a beginning part of the process, you know, but like one of my biggest, like, you know, points coming up was like when I put out Heartbreak Hotel, you know, mm-hmm. that was definitely like when I started like realizing that this is like something I could like, you know, do and something that was like very real because, you know, when like the streams are popping up from places like, you know, when you're not doing like paid promo, like a lot of people are like, you know, you can tell, but you know what I mean? Like when you're not doing paid promo and like, streams are popping up from like Germany, Portugal or something like that. That just like, that feels very like, I don't know, very real. So basically just honestly trying to see where to, you know, navigate from on, then on. And, uh, you know, Swiggle and I got a mixtape coming out and that's kind of where I'm at right now. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. It's, it's honestly been, you know, since I've known you now for almost, almost two years, you know, I've been yeah. able to see your career grow right in front of my eyes. I mean, we went from destined for change, right, mm-hmm. to now all of a sudden we're putting out like real high class music videos, you know, with On My Way being your most recent one, man. And, yeah. you know, and, 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 and I appreciate that. people don't know this either, too, is, you know, we've been building your website now for, <laughs> for yeah. almost the same amount of time that I've known you. And yeah, uh, so I've gotten to see your career each step of the way for the most part since you Mm -hmm. uh you know since you've been working on it and it's honestly just been a true privilege to see how much you've grown in the time that i've known you i appreciate that bro yeah it's been it's been really cool to like you know with like-minded people you know growing and just chasing that so it's cool to see everybody grow and you know do their own thing i appreciate you you know being a part of that for real absolutely brother hey yo how how do y'all um know each other literally just from instagram (laughs) i was following uh i was following a pittsburgh artist and um i remember they did uh ingrid right i think that was her name yeah yeah i was following her on uh i heard her music and i followed her on instagram and she did a podcast on she was like one of your first guests right yeah, yeah, she yeah. was like I think like one or two before I had you on for the first time. Yeah, I remember, oh, wow. and then I like I followed him, and then he followed me back, and honestly, kind of just yeah, I think I DM'd you. I was like, hey, bro, it'd be sick to do a podcast or something sometime, and yeah. then on just started kept continuing talking and stuff like that. Yeah, did a podcast, but, played a dope. couple games of COD, texting back and forth, and then here we are. <laughs> that's dope, man. Yeah, that's, that's, that's... he was supposed to come to Pittsburgh, and then COVID ruined the whole whole. Yeah, oh, that's right. Damn, bro. Uh, we gonna we gonna make it happen. We gonna make it happen eventually. Dude, that was freaking great. 
So Swiggle, I'm gonna have to come with him. Oh, yes, definitely. sir. Definitely. Yes, sir. So Swiggle, why don't you go ahead and break down your music career as well? Man, honestly, bro, I started making music when I was a kid. I'm 30. I'm 30 years old. Um, I started making music when I was a kid. I was probably like, when I first really wrote my first rhyme and I started thinking about wanting to rap, I was nine. I was like nine years old. Mm-hmm. So this was still like the 90s. You feel me? This was right. still like, this was like 1999. But um, I was living in Compton at the time. And li- living in Compton was was kind of you know Compton, California. Mm-hmm. It was it was inspirational just living there because you know how many stars are from there and how everyone takes pride in being from there. Right. So you know, uh, but I lived in Portland before I lived in Compton. So Portland always was my home. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Then when I came back to Portland, probably like middle school, like fifth grade. Um, I started rapping more, but I didn't really know the song format. Mm-hmm. And so I would just rap on tapes at the crib, just like we would find instrumentals on the internet or like Dr. Dre, The Chronic 2001, he put out the instrumental CD. So right. we would use that CD and we would just play the beat and record on the tape player at the same time. So it's like, you can't even mess up because it's not like the studio where you can punch back <laughs> in. It's just, it's just, you know what I'm saying? You got to get it perfect. And so after after a while doing that, you know, we didn't know really know what was next. But one summer we was just at the crib, man. And Grand Theft Auto had just came out, Grand Theft Auto 3 on the PlayStation. And we, me and my brothers, we just was like, we about to stay at home all summer and, and play Grand Theft Auto. And mm-hmm. when the summer hit, it was like, it was like we woke up the next day, summer break. We was gonna turn the game on like hell yeah, and my my mom was like nah y'all y'all gotta get out the house and you gotta go down the street, and uh, you gotta go to this. It was the Salvation Army building, but they had a church in there and they had a basketball court, and they also had like a computer clubhouse, and that's where my mom sent us to the computer clubhouse, and they had a recording booth there, mm-hmm. and so when I first got there, of course it was in my mind that like yo. I might want to go in there, but I was still kind of nervous. And, you know, kids will be in there during the summer learning how to use the equipment. They will be doing like mock news and weather and just, you know what I'm saying? Just recording right. themselves and learning how to use it. And, but all the other computers, there were volunteers there who could teach you like uh, graphic design or how to use the software to make beats and all that type of stuff. So when the summer ended, my mom was sending us there after school. And after school, during the school year was different because there was all these rappers there and they were all in high school. Mm-hmm. And so they were all using the studio to rap. It was like a bunch of kids, you know what I'm saying? And to me, they looked like adults because I was in middle school. Right. And, you know, eventually I would, I would start recording there. I remember one time I, I asked one of my homies because he was like, everyone kind of looked up to him there. I asked him for a beat and he was like, for what? I'm like, yo, I rap. <laughs> and he was like you rap and you're here every day and you never recorded none and he he was like man I'm not giving you a beat unless you're gonna sign up and record today because all you had to do was sign your name on it and you had a time slot it was free for kids right and so I signed up that day I was nervous because the recording booth wasn't actually soundproof oh you know okay yeah because it it was supposed to be as soundproof as it could be you know but 
even on the microphone, it was like we were recording on a stage mic. You know what I'm saying? It, it definitely wasn't state of the art by any means. It was like a low quality, just right what you need, bare minimum. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. And so when I when you would record in there, you'd be performing for all the high schoolers. You know what I'm saying? I was in middle school. Oh, that's a lot and, of pressure. Uh, <laughs> for sure. Then yeah, I started yeah. burning CDs because this was like this was like 2002, 2003. So CDs were still like the main thing. So I, I would burn CDs or like record five songs and then go hand them to my friends and my teachers at, at school. Mm-hmm. And then my older brother who also rapped, shout out to JC Cordetta, he'd do a talent show when I was in middle school. That was the first time I performed. And um, yeah, then high school, uh, I met one of my good friends on IL. He actually built a studio because I took him to the South and he was like, this ain't it. He built a studio. Um, I met him at a camp called Caldera where I shot my first music videos. So my whole youth was kind of filled with learning and, and having a lot of mentors and being having a lot of platforms to perform. I opened up for D12 and Dead Prez and Immortal Technique before I was 21. And so we were doing a bunch of shows and throwing a bunch of parties and really running it up. And then uh, all that kind of continued, man. And for the last five years, things have been getting even bigger, you know, because uh, the art is just getting a lot better. So, you know, we're, we're able to make a lot of a decent, you know, amount of money. We're able to we have I have a lot of fans, a lot of supporters. Mm-hmm. I've traveled state to state, done shows. So yes, yeah, it's, it's it's cracking. Do you remember the first song you rapped in that recording booth? Mm, not mm, actually. When I first got there, the booth was out of when I first wanted to record, the booth was out of order. And so all the rappers were recording on these little computer mics, and they had figured out how to use this program called Acid Pro on the computers that weren't in the studio. So I remember the first song that I ever recorded there. It wasn't in the booth. It was outside of the booth. And it was my big homie Gil and my big homie Teddy Loke. And they had a song. Um, there's an old song, man, that came out in the 2000s by a group called Young Bloods. And they had a they were they uh, they were produced by Lil Jon. Okay. And, you know, back then we would just beat Jack. So they they jacked, the, they jacked that beat and they like remixed it. You know what I'm saying? And right. they let me and my older brother get on there. And that was a learning experience for me, too, because they told me when they gave me the beat, they was like, OK, go home and write eight bars. But I didn't even know what a bar was. <laughs> so, yeah, when I came back, I had hella bars. And they were like, you don't know what eight is? And I tried to act like I knew, but <laughs> you know, then they just taught me like the homie just taught me. He just showed me how to count out the bars. Mm-hmm. And I realized my eight bars was way shorter than I thought, you know. And uh, yeah, and they put me on that song, and I went to school, showed that shit to my friends. It was crazy. And uh, yeah, that was the first one I I jumped on at least there because I had recorded another song, at or like down the street at the, at this music school called Ethos. Okay. And Ethos is a music school like they do violin, trumpet, piano, like they do all music. You know what I'm saying? Gotcha. But they had also had a hip hop class that could show you how to use the, you know, the software and things like that. So I recorded a song there. That was the first time that I was really headphones on, like mm-hmm. a high quality microphone, 
actually learning stuff and it was it was down the street at a place called ethos now it since since we have like this is like really cool because we have like with your experience because of your age and just like seeing like how the music industry has essentially changed so much since you've been in it right i was watching this documentary series uh i believe it's called all things pop it's on Netflix. I don't know if you guys have heard of it, but it covered it covered rap and it talked about like um, T Pain and Autotune, right? Yeah. And just how it revolutionized rap and how he did. got so much shit for it until yeah. just about recently, where people are actually giving him cred for what he's yeah. done. So I, I want to ask you, Swiggle, is did you dabble in autotune when it was like, like first coming out? Was that something that you guys were exposed to? For sure. For sure. It was like you wanted the autotune just to have it. Like mm-hmm. when, you, when we were in the studio, like, for example, once we left the sale and my homie bought a studio, we want all the plugins. So we're like, yo. We're trying everything out. We're learning, like, okay, that's a reverb. That's this what happens when you put a little more, make the vocal dry or put a little echo on it or whatever. So at first, we didn't even know it was called auto-tune, but we knew we wanted it. We would just call it the T-Pain effect. We'd be like, bro, we need that T-Pain. <laughs> yeah. like, we need to get that, like, figure that shit out. And we would go to certain studios and shit, like, more professional, and they would have it. And they'd be telling us, like, oh, I got mine from here, but you can get it from here. And this program has one. And, and we would go on the YouTube or wherever and learn hacks of like, okay, if you put this effect in this, 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 and that, yeah, it sounds like auto-tune. And then eventually it was available. Like, you know, if you had Pro Tools or if you had, you know what I'm saying, uh, Fruity Loops or wherever, it was available. So yeah, we started, we started using auto-tune probably like 2007, 2008. Okay. For sure. <clears throat> so talk to me guys a, a little bit about portland right describe to somebody like if, you know i've never been there personally and i know a lot of my listeners here that are in pittsburgh may have never been there either so talk to me a little bit about the city and its music scene i'm gonna let, i'm gonna let g go first i'm gonna just see your perspective on it g yeah so like i mean for me, not growing up in Portland, but like being like in the area and like going to Portland a lot as a kid and, you know, continuously like through the years. I mean, like, honestly, until I started like making music, I never really looked at like, you know, as like a hip hop scene, you know what I mean? Not like that, but like, I never really like saw places as like hip hop scenes. I just like didn't think of it as like in that way. But like once I started making music, sure. I started like, looking at you know you know more ways to think about it like that and i remember my first time i went to a swiggle show um it was like the three Kings show it was him and his brothers and like that was the first time i got a, like a real like taste of what like you know portland hip-hop scene was like and like that show was lit as hell and i remember like just that was super inspiring to see and you know for sure like you know, where I grew up was, like, a more smaller town, and so, like, that bigger city, like, 
you know, going over there was already like a inspiration, just like the vibes and stuff like that. But like seeing like the, you know, the performances and like the live shows and everything else just made it like that much more real. Wow. That's pretty wild. Swiggle, did you know that one of his first shows was yours? Yeah, but I, I often forget, like, until he says it again, like, because clearly I smoke a lot of weed, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, nah, but um, I also meet so many people. I meet so many people and I hear so many stories. That's why I like when people tell the stories, because a lot of times I'm in their story, but I have told so many stories to remember that I forget. So like when I hear it, it always is like almost new to me, even though it's just, it's like me just remembering, it's refreshing my memory. Right. It still be like, damn, like I forgot, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that was a minute ago too, for sure. Now, now Garrett, what is, what does it mean for you then to go from watching a show of his to then being able now collab with him you know, not just on this upcoming mixtape, but just on mm-hmm. a daily basis. What what does that mean to you? I mean, honestly, like, literally from that show, like, I was just like, bro, like, clearly, you know, Swiggle had that place going, and I was just like, bro, like, it was exactly what, like, I wanted to do, like, you know, starting out, like, you know, finally getting that confidence to, like, try to grow and build, like, my own, you know, and create my own art is, like, it was just super cool to see that and like you know seeing that I honestly it was just manifested that one day we would work for sure you know and when the time was right you know it planned out because that was years ago like I said and you know just like early this year I believe you know we got into talks about you know getting this mixtape together and stuff like that mm-hmm. but yeah honestly it was something that like I really I really thought about like since you know the first show I was like bro this would be sick as hell to like do this and go into more shows and everything like that I was like yeah I definitely want to work with Swiggle for sure yeah now now Swiggle what is your perception on Portland and its music scene um I think right now is rapidly growing it is is growing so much every day it's like growing in so many directions you know and um it's 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 gonna blow up soon. It's it's because it's just becoming so much. You know what I'm saying? Um, but I remember when it was like bare, and you know, I remember when we were just doing CDs, and and we would be happy to be on someone's iPod and an MP3 player. Like, oh shit, my song is on someone's MP3 player. Holy fuck! <laughs> you know? But now it's like it's growing and everyone's you know it's it's really official everyone's on like all the streaming platforms and the shows are getting bigger and you know it's it's even like on on like travel.com or something i don't know exactly what what it is but you know how cities be advertising Mm -hmm. um they advertise the city for people to come visit you know what i'm saying right uh there was one when they were like, you know, they were advertising it like mountains, uh, ocean, clothes, beaches, uh, food cart culture, a thriving hip hop scene. I'm like, oh shit, like this shit is getting into like 
it's, it's bigger than us. You know what I'm saying? They're like right. talking about the hip hop scene to get tourists to come. You know what I'm saying? They don't even know who we are. You feel me? So mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's, it's getting big and it's, but it's still very much just ours. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's something that's, I don't even know how to describe it, bro. Have you ever seen Lord of Dogtown? I have not. Okay, where? <laughs> um, it's it's crazy though. It's it's our own thing, bro. And so, eventually, it's gonna belong to the world. So, would you say then it's a it's a like a tight, like close knit community? Then, like everybody kind of knows everybody. They're all kind of collabing and like helping each other, like trying to lift everyone up together. Is that like the type of community you would say? the music scene in Portland like represents? I think it's a little bit of it's a it's it's a little bit of it goes both ways, you know what I'm saying? Cause mm-hmm. I collaborate with a lot of people. I work with a lot of people. I book a lot of people. But not everybody is doing that. You feel me? Even some of my own personal homies, they want to keep their brand a little more exclusive. They don't really want to work with everybody. They try to keep it just in their own circle and there's a lot of that but then there is a lot of collaborating and there's a lot more collaborating happening Mm -hmm. but there are the people who you just know this guy books everybody i'm one of those guys you know what i'm saying or you know this person interviews everybody this person so there's, there's those people that you know but there's definitely some division there's definitely like it's you know it it happens, but I think there's a there's still a lot of unity. Yeah. So, who would you guys say are like the role models for Portland, right? Like when you think of Pittsburgh, right? People automatically go Wiz and Mac. When you think of New York, you think Jay Z, Fifty Cent. You know Miami, Rick Ross, Smoke Perk, right? These guys are like the role models for those people within those cities, right? They've set the bar, they've blazed the path. Now, who has done that for Portland? Other than Dame, uh, <laughs> I wouldn't even I, I wouldn't even say Dame did it. Like shout out to Dame because I met Dame and he was cool. Like he followed me on Twitter and, and retweeted me and shit. Like he's a cool dude. But Dame Dame is from the Bay Area. You know what I'm saying? Right. Even though he does hold it down for Portland, he does. Like, but you know what I'm saying? He's from the Bay Area. But uh, man, bro. I think we're so early in our stage right now. I'm one of those people. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, I, when you think about Portland, I'm one of those people. You feel me? Like, my like my my gang, La Familia. But there's also, <clears throat> I guess, I guess if you ask just Portland, they would say uh, that Amine. Shout out to Amine. He did he did his thing. He did the Caroline song. I don't know if you heard that. Yeah. Yeah, he did Caroline. So, but at the same time, it was like, he wasn't really from the scene. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He kind of was, he's from the city. And then he had his shot in the industry. So <clears throat> in a way, it's it's, it's not, because I feel like Mac is really from Pittsburgh to where like a lot of people knew him already before right. he was a rapper. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. To where, you know, it was a bunch of people who was, so in that sense, I would say Cool Nuts. It's a it's it's a homie Cool Nuts. I would say Mike Capes. I would say Timmy Hendrix. 
JC Cordetta, myself, and there's some other people, man, because like I said, we're still in that. We're still in that stage, bro. Like we're like we we have to look to us. Right. You know what I'm saying? To where y'all do have like Mac to look to, y'all do have Wiz to look to. We have to look to each other. We have to look to ourselves. Now, what kind of pressure does that put you under? Man, a fool, immense. You know what I'm saying? Because you like you trying to basically bring home a championship. You feel me? Like you. Right. It's like, yeah, it's like that. Like, you going out trying to get that ring, and it's like, damn, look at who, look, just look at the rest of, now, I'm not going to say that the other states or regions are our competition, mm-hmm. but just look at how they're killing it. That's who we're up against. You know what I'm saying? So, it does make you, it makes you hustle harder, though, me personally, and it is a lot. It makes you think like, damn, you kind of wish that somebody would pass you the torch sometimes. You're like, you know, because Snoop, he could he could pass the torch to plenty of people. You know what I mean? Right. And then you got that generation like Nip, Nipsey Hussle, Tyga, YG. And then they can kind of pass the torch to like people to where they're not re- they're they're starting on a bigger platform. Right. We didn't really have that. Like, and I'll give it to the homies, like. Cool Nuts, Mike Crenshaw, you crew, like the people who were doing it in the 90s and the 80s and stuff like that. It's the homie Smurf. I'll give it to them because they did build something. But like I said, we never had like a Snoop. We never had like, we just didn't have that. We didn't have like cash money. You yeah. feel me? Right. You, you've had people, like if we're thinking about building a house, right? You've had the people who dug the footer for you. For but sure. It seems like you and the rest of the other people you're describing that are along with you are kind of the ones that are actually laying that footer for people for like sure. Garrett to then come and start building upon. For sure. For sure. Facts. Facts. Yeah. And like definitely like, you know, it was easy to tell like for sure, you know, Swiggle, La Familia is like definitely like about you know like swiggo said definitely you know you gotta put you gotta put them in the you know conversation for that for sure so talk to me a little bit about like the city's staple sound right again referring back to pittsburgh pittsburgh's really known for trap you know seattle grunge austin and nashville country right these cities have like their staple sound that people know what would you guys say Portland's staple sound is is it hip hop or is it something completely different oh oh like 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 what we're known for like nationally yeah uh, Na- nation- nationally and locally let's go both levels hmm I would say on on like the on on like a history tip, I would have to say jazz. Cause like we historically, and that's why like now I don't know if it if there if, if it's anything specific, but historically I would say jazz because yeah, like we've had we had like historical jazz clubs that you know what I'm saying were there for like 50 years and like broke people's heart when they couldn't stay open type shit you know like right we had we had like or even 
I think Mount Hood Community College was one of the first colleges in the United States to even have like a jazz degree that you could get. So I think um, his, historically, I would say jazz, but um, now I'm not so sure. Um, hopefully it's hip, it's gonna be hip hop. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, with all the groundwork you guys are laying, I would definitely say so. And with the magazine or online article that you're referring to, it definitely seems like you guys are starting to become known as more of a hip hop scene. And, you know, I, I, I don't want to give the credit where credit isn't due, but I feel like a lot of it is too, is because of like, at least from my perspective out here in the East, right? Because when people think of Portland, they think of the Trailblazers and they think of Dame Lillard. For sure, for sure. That yeah. that, that definitely helps. Right. And I think that that's what has kind of helped create this new shift in the music scene there. Am I right or wrong? I think it definitely did help. Um, there, it definitely, It definitely made a difference. You know, Dame came onto the scene like, and and he he is on the scene. You feel me? Like, mm-hmm. I know his cousin. I met him. Like, he's really out here. You feel me? It's not like he's just here and then he raps and you never see him. Like, nah, he fucking he did a video <laughs> with the homies. You feel me? And they invited me to the video shoot. And uh, I was talking to Dame all night. Like, he was hella cool. He was showing me his like unreleased music and shit. So yeah, I think it definitely brought it definitely brought a different vibe to the city. And um for sure, man, I think you know, he had more eyes on the city definitely because he's making music and he's he's representing here. So yeah. Right, right. So guys, switching just a little bit into more of talking about your business, right? Because music, just like anything else, is a business, and every business has a business plan. So what is sure. your plan in kind of the areas that I'm in, being concerned with here is like brand awareness and social media marketing, because to me, those two things, one, they go hand in hand. And two, if you're not good at either of them, I feel like you're virtually irrelevant no matter how good your music is. For sure. For sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, I'm going to let I mean, you go first, G. Yeah, personally, I mean, I think of my brand, like, you know, just what's, like, unique about me and, like, you know, my, you know, upbringing and everything like that. I feel like, you know, my brand is me and that's, like, a one-on-one type of thing. So, like, already, like, that's not matched. So, I kind of think about, like, my brand like that. I already feel like, you know... I got peer intentions, everything like that. I feel like I'm a, you know, I don't know how to put it, but basically, I well, feel like. Let me let me ask let me ask you a question. When you say brand awareness, let uh break that down for uh just break that down. What you mean by brand awareness? Yeah, so like when people like look at you, right, and like they're looking at your social media pages or they're seeing your content on YouTube or on Spotify or wherever it may be, what is it that you want it to be? Like, what is like, break it down for me, right? Like for me, for example, right? The stoop is to educate, uh, advocate and inspire society, right? That's that's like the brand that I'm building here. It's an inclusive 
platform, right? Open mic, you know, I'm helping people craft their stories, right? That's my brand. So what is essentially then your brand? Because every musician nowadays has a brand. I mean, for sure. Even the Beatles had a brand, right? I would would say that would. With that info, yeah, G, which what I would say can, definitely uh, like inspire for sure. I definitely like in a lot of my music, you know, I definitely like dive into some like, you know, moments like, you know, dark moments and stuff like that. But I always have like some uplifting like message in there of like, you know, some positive message in there just about change, about, you know, some inspiring message that always I bring to the table with that. So that's what I would say. Like, you know, maybe my brand is, is just like belief, self-belief for sure. Mm-hmm. You know, definitely, you know, those two for sure. Okay. Uh, I guess for me, man, it's, it's very, yeah, it's very educational. It's, it's to inspire and teach, you know what I'm saying? Motivate. But, um, you know, I represent La Familia. That you know, it's it's on all my merch, um, and a lot a, a lot of my shows, I let people know that you know, no matter what color your skin is, no matter where you come from, no matter how you identify with yourself, uh, we're all one family, and so that's a big part of my brand. It's just like fuck the hating shit, fuck the racism, fuck the sexism and homophobia. I'm not really with none of that shit about you know what I'm saying hating on people. I'm really a big let people do what you know live their life as long as they're not hurting people kind of guy you know what i'm saying that's that's a big part of my movement and then um also i think uh that i come from both sides of the fence you know i'm saying i've I've experienced poverty but you know my my dad is filipino my mom is black so i lived in the hood but then i also have on my filipino side it's not it's not really hood, you know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah, it's in the Philippines, you know, we live, we live good. And I mean, in America too, we live good. Like, even if there are struggles, I'm not saying we're like the richest people in the world or anything like that, but like, all on my dad's side, everybody was like having just certain types of jobs. My dad works on a team of architects. So I've seen both sides of the fence, you know, I've, you know, Mm -hmm. I've experienced the hood and then also my dad owned houses my whole life. You know what I'm saying? So I supported my, my brand too. Um, but it's real big family. You know, I, I rap about my kids. I rap about my wife or, you know, my, I do songs with my brothers. We're a group, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's a big family thing. So building off of that, right, building off of your brand awareness, how do you guys attract, grow, and maintain your followers? I'm going to let you go first, G. Uh, I feel like I'm very consistent with my music releasing, you know. I release a bunch of music for sure, you know. And that's definitely helped me maintain, you know, who's been riding with me from the start. And also what's helped me gain, you know, the new followers and the new fans for sure. But yeah, definitely, you know, just consistent, you know, releasing for me has has, has been the biggest thing in uh, attracting new fans and maintaining, you know, the ones I got. 
Um, I think for me, bro, it's just making sure that I'm moving in almost like an octopus. I got to be in eight different <laughs> directions, you know what I'm saying? And, that, and making sure that I'm getting the maximum amount of exposure by, okay, I might, I might have a song that's completely clean, no cussing, and it's a spiritual song. That's a big part of my brand too. And I'll be able to perform that at a high school or middle school or elementary school or at a church or at a temple or a mosque. So there's that. I'm making sure I'm going in that spiritual direction and that shit that my mom can listen to. And then I'll do some shit that's completely ratchet for the club for you know what i'm saying girls that don't give a fuck for the guys that don't give a fuck people smoking weed drinking you know grinding on each other i got shit for that you know what i mean for the club for the party make sure i got something for that then um i want to make sure that my pr- I'm, I'm i'm in the press you know what i'm saying i want to make sure i'm in the newspaper um if there's local magazines if there's local podcasts um, I want to make sure that, that that's good. And then also, I'm, I want to see what's up. Even if I can't get it, I need to see what's up with XXL. I need to see what's up with The Source. I need to see what's up with thisis50.com or Worldstar and see if there's something I can do there or No Jumper. So I got to get my press and my media and make sure that if I can be on TV, I'm on TV, even if it's public access or I'm on radio, if it's satellite radio or if it's am or fm if i can do it then i need to be there so trying to do everything i can including um if i need to hand out flyers if i need to put up posters like down to even that you know what i'm saying and making sure that i'm on tiktok even though i don't really want to be on tiktok i'm on Twitter and I'm on Instagram and I'm on Facebook and Snapchat and if there's a new app I'm on it too you know there's new apps that are coming out that I'm taking advantage of so it's just it's so fucking much (laughs) there's so many new trends too and new ways to like get exposure like yeah something to keep up on always I have to make sure that I have my merch because I do, I do shirts, sweaters, track suits. We got women's clothes. We do masks. We do hats. We do shorts. We do body suits. So making sure that we have models to model the clothes, making sure that we have commercials if need be. And, you know, if I put out a song, I may just do a commercial to the song and do that, put an ad on that on Instagram or Facebook. And yeah, it's, it's, the list is vast. I'm doing... <laughs> everything under the sun and trying to make sure that okay I'm not maybe I don't need to do that thing because it'll take away from me doing this thing but I need to make sure that I'm doing a hundred things <laughs> you know what I mean yeah. so yeah I, it's I, a lot I it's remember when I first came across your profile I mean this must have been probably a little over a year ago and one of the bigger things that I saw was the Portland police like rap challenge. That you wow. Did. Wow. I didn't even know you had been knew, knew about me for that long. Yeah, man. Was yeah. that the Dear Portland police challenge? Yeah. That was the Dear Portland police yep. challenge. Yeah. Yeah. It was but, like, that was, that was like a little over a year ago, right? Man, maybe even longer. 
because I put out Deer Pool and Police. I think I really did that like either 2018 or 19. Okay. All right. Yeah. So like it was something like it, it's one of those things where, again, it's like it caught my eye and I like I made an effort to follow that because I wanted to see what other artists were going to do. And I was honestly wow. thinking that, you know, other like because I, I want to say it was around the George Floyd incident or maybe well like before it. I, I, I re brought it back to life. Okay. around the george floyd okay and that's, that's the crazy thing about it. that song for sure it it kept living like i put it out 2018 or 19 mm-hmm. and then it just was it, it it lasted until 2020 and it's still not to say that it's done but you know it really caught its buzz 2020 You're you right. know which is crazy because it was like two years old but like, or like already a year old or something and I, and I honestly thought, like, this was something that could really, really catch. And I was, like, really waiting for other cities, like, rappers from other cities to get involved and in just, like, sure. changing it to their own police departments. Because mm-hmm. that's, that's, sure. that's where I thought we were heading when you brought it. For sure. That's where I honestly, I thought that same exact thing, bro. Yeah, I think, man... With that type of situation, you really have to, I mean, you de- you have to, like, manufacture those situations more than even I would think. You know what I mean? Right. Because I'm just expecting artists to get involved. I would have had to network and meet an artist in Pittsburgh and meet an artist in Harlem and meet an artist in, and tell them to do the challenge and tag people you know what i'm saying i would have to have really and it, it did bro like there was there was somebody from i feel like north carolina or something that did it you know people from seattle were doing it and it went it went but it could have went further it could have went further yeah so it's like stuff like that that you know really catches my eye it's it's not so much about you know the artist and the like the content that they're producing it's how they're producing the content and what they're doing with that content is what really catches my eye so kind of just moving on to my next question is you know what music sharing platform is like your main target and why like is it is it youtube is it spotify is it apple are we hitting them all and if so why I'm going to let you, you can go first, G. Right now, for me, it's been Spotify. I mean, yeah, definitely Spotify is where I, like, are you talking about, um, like, where I get a lot of, like, listeners from, for my yeah. music? Even for, like, considering, like, your songs, like, I know, like, people nowadays are even on TikTok, like, mm-hmm. previewing the movies. I know um, there's a rapper that I'm friends with here in Pittsburgh. His name's Raindrop Rally. Like, he's a real big into Instagram, right? Producing content yeah. for Instagram and then having his music attached into it, right? So yeah. that way people yeah. are like, oh, okay, like, I'll click, you know, this song's dope. Let me click into the, you know, that little section at the top of post. tells you the music, mm-hmm. you click into it, next thing you know, you're on the Spotify page. Right. No, yeah, for sure. That stuff is definitely really important. important. And saying, like, 
staying on top of all that, you know, the new ways to promote your music and the new ways to, you know, really get out there is, like Swiggle was saying, it's like, you know, an octopus, you got so many, like, it's always just trying to, like, manage and stay on top of that. But for me, personally, like, I get a lot of my engagements off of, like, I would say Instagram, Snapchat, and Spotify are, like, honestly, my main three. I've been on TikTok a little bit. I need to, honestly, post more on there. But on there, when I do post, I feel like the engagements are pretty, pretty good. So, I, you know, yeah, just it's finding those new ways and, you know, you know, how to incorporate the music into it. For sure. I think out of the streaming, if it's like Spotify, Apple Music, Tidal, iHeartRadio, Amazon, all that shit. I think I actually just said the order of how I prioritize that shit. Like Spotify is probably number one. Then underneath that, it's probably, no, I would say it's a tie. For me, it's kind of a between Spotify and YouTube. Mm-hmm. because all my videos are on YouTube and videos are just a big part of what I do. <coughs> so that's one, that's one thing I will say I wish Spotify would get on is like, I know if they did like the, the only video you can get on Spotify is Joe Rogan's podcast, which to me is kind yeah. of bullshit. Like I get Word. it like the first couple months, like of them bringing him on, right testing the waters to see what it was like if it was increasing you know users on the platform i get that but it's been over a year now i feel like we need to open this up to other creators for sure for sure so with that yeah you know youtube spotify instagram of course i still get engagement on facebook i'll be fucking with facebook that's just some portland shit um uh, Twitter is like my one of my least used. I mm-hmm. fuck with Snapchat, uh, but yeah, we're driving people to. Uh, I fuck with it. I fuck with a platform called Bandcamp because on um, yeah. Bandcamp you can sell your music. Like I can sell my whole album for you know twenty dollars, and they pay you through PayPal, and they take a little percentage, but it's nothing like you know like Apple Music or. Yeah, like I think like Apple Music, they or iTunes, your your music is like so. I had an album that was twenty nine songs, so that album was twenty nine dollars. That's how they do it. You feel me? Right. But each sale, I'd get like nine dollars. You know what I'm saying? So they're really taking a big chunk for sure. Um, opposed to like Bandcamp, it's like. You get the majority. Like, if your shit is twenty five dollars, they're gonna send you two, like, like twenty, twenty one. You feel me? Right. Like, of course, they take their little share because, you know, they they're down for independent artists. There was even like when COVID hit, there'll be uh, oftentimes they'll email me and be like, "This day we're not taking our share. We're we're giving back to the artists on this day. Y'all get a hundred percent profit." Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I fuck with Bandcamp tough and yeah. like. If I'm not mistaken, Garrett, it wasn't the one thing that we were incorporating on your website. Was I think that was one of the things that we were like looking profile. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's the move to be able to really just sell your shit right there. Yeah, and I've honestly like thought about that because like from seeing Swiggle and like you know his you know watching 
following him for like all these years and stuff like that. I've been seeing like him pretty active on Bandcamp and just you know as you know as a really smart as a, for an artist. Yeah, Bandcamp is that shit. But uh, yeah, those are like and then my own website, my website be my my website be jigging. I mean, people buy merch off my website. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Well, guys, at this point, I feel like it would be such an injustice not to preview some music. So what do you guys say For we sure. go ahead and preview some music? Um, yeah, Sersky. I'll go yes, ahead. Sir. We'll, we'll, go, we'll go back and forth, right? So we'll start with G. And then, you know, just like G knows the drill, we'll play some, we'll do a preview. And then after we're done airing it, let's do a little breakdown just about the meaning and then tell me a little bit behind the scenes and the production that went into the music video, okay? Right, sure. All right, let me, get, let me get the first one queued up here. Stop to optimize. All right. Can you guys see this on your end? Yes, sir. Yeah. All right. Yes, sir. Ski. Let's get it. On my way. Hey. I just gotta get something off my chest for real. I hate the way I feel the pain. I hate the way I feel the drain. I hate the way that everything in my life doesn't seem the same. I hate the way I overthink. Cause then I overdrank and contemplate all the things. That I don't wanna I roll it, I spark it, I'm burning it down Tell the witches keep on bringing rounds No hesitation, I'm bringing it down Getting so lifted like what is the ground People talk to me, I care, no sound Stuck in my head and I cannot get out See memory lane and start roaming around Going way back to when I was a child Simple times, like damn Can I just get a break? I'm losing patience, please don't make me wait Tell the devil my soul ain't wanna take So she took my heart and made a break I trusted you, which was a big mistake Oh lord, for heaven's sakes It always falls back on me, I'm the one to blame They all say that they feel my pain But nobody's pain is the same When you start to get a little shot It's when people start Alright, alright, I don't want to give it all away I don't want to give it all yeah. away <laughs> Go check that video out, for sure So, so G, talk to me Just a little bit about the song And then also the production behind it Yeah, so I mean That was like you know, last year I posted uh, a project called Lost Promises and that was just, you know, where I was at in my life. And, you know, I took a little break to kind of just work on, you know, my craft. And then I started posting some singles and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I got to this point where I just like, I honestly feel like, you know, like Swigo said, I honestly feel like, you know, the time's coming where, you know, the scene in Portland and honestly, you know, I feel like personally, you know, that, this is just about to like really come to life. And so, you know, with those emotions, I honestly, you know, that's where the song came about on my way, you know, I really felt like it was just, you know, when I went in the studio to record that, like, I just felt like it was like venting, you know, I was just getting a bunch of shit off my chest. And, you know, that was one of like my favorite songs I've recorded to this day for sure. And it felt really good to, you know, that's one of my yeah exactly one of my favorites and the video turned the video out great. Is crispy, bro. The video is. Really yeah, I appreciate crazy. that. Yeah, shout out to Bostic. He killed that. Oh yeah, shout out to the homie Bostic, man. Yeah. All right, and then Swig, so we'll go ahead and then uh, we'll go with the uh, struggle song. 
first. All right, cool. All right. Hell yeah. All righty, let me get that queued. Y'all can see this? Yeah. Already. I'm from a place where they ask you, are you with the shit? We made chicken strips out of chicken shit. Swear it all begins on my block. Niggas murder their friends. Do you believe? I'm from a place where they ask you, are you with the shit? We made chicken strips out of chicken shit. Swear it all begins on my block. Niggas murder their friends. Told my niggas I got them to help be no more struggle. If I got it, you got it. The definition of a brother. You slide, I slide. We gon' let them guns blow Stay solid, I promise when I make it to the top I feel that duff on Stay solid, I promise when I make it to the top I feel your duff Cause you was my brother when I was down and out, yeah You felt my struggle Day one switched up on me when I got hot Like nigga, where the love go? Again, again, don't want to give it all away, dude. That video. Oh, that song is so huge. Holy hell, hey. man! Those, some of those transitions you got going in there, those are fucking dope, man. Hey, yeah, shout out to my boy, man. Collective Films. That's my dog, man. He be going crazy on the camera, shit, man. He's, yeah, he's so a mastermind. You, you remember when uh, we had that studio session? Like I walked in, and this is like the song, like you were just working on. For sure. Do you remember that? Dude, I remember. Yeah, yeah. I knew that song was gonna be heat. For sure. Yeah. So yeah, that's 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 off my album, Movie Money. We went to Seattle and saw and shot some scenes because the homie that's on the song, the homie shot the pistol. He's from Seattle. You know what I'm okay. saying? Um he's he's doing his thing up there. He's one of the, the biggest dudes coming out of Seattle, you know what I'm saying? Um so I definitely wanted to collaborate with him. And yeah, bro, it's I think the the lyrics, you know, they kind of paint that picture of just because like we're we're the we're on the west coast, yeah, but we're also the we're the northwest, you know what I'm saying? Right. So it's kinda of a little bit it's kinda of a little bit different, you feel me? Cause I I'm from the West Coast too. Like I lived in Cali, it's a different vibe. So right. with the with the video, it kinda of shows that just that Portland and Seattle, that Oregon and Washington vibe mm -hmm. of, you know what I'm saying? You see the, the Seattle skyline, you feel me? You see, you know, we're, we're in local businesses in Portland. So, yeah. Yeah, dude, it was, it's definitely a, a crispy video and the song is dope. Like, it's all around, all around great content there, man. Hey, that's love, bro. Hell yeah. All right, and then we're going to jump back here to G's Heartbreak Hotel. Yes, sir. Yes, I haven't sir. even seen this one. Yeah, bro, this is like last year, I think. Yeah. I've been slacking. O 
October 23rd. Damn. I was like two days before my birthday. seen you without a hat on really yeah, yeah. But i'm always going out <laughs> <laughs> i'm always going out for sure yeah, bro. I honestly you know honestly i probably i've till that point i thought you were bald really <laughs> yeah, bro. i'm definitely not bald definitely not bald but no yeah um yeah no that that song heartbreak hotel like like i've mentioned before like a lot of my music is just like you know it's just really me, like what I'm going through in my life, you know. And, uh, you know, that's like, you know, I was just going through a heartbreak at the time. And honestly, just said like that at that point in my career and everything was just like a big moment of just like, you know, F this. I'm going all in on this music and this is like what I got to do. And that song was the first like, you know, the one where I was just like, you know, let's get this and that was one of my biggest songs to you know date for sure and that was just a you know the video bostic found like a hotel in portland and we went over there recorded that got kicked out of the hotel but got the footage we needed so <laughs> yo so wait hold up, hold up why did we get kicked out of the hotel for like just for filming and like i rented a room and everything and you know the dude was like super pissed that we were filming i was like bro i'm just doing a music video like i don't have to put your name or anything and he was super cool about it and then it's like i don't know flipped out on us and <laughs> whatever you know some bullshit man all but, you're trying to do is get him some publicity damn i know yeah dude he did not know what was coming but you know <laughs> i you know i love that video it was my first like you know official music video like under just g swinson so right Definitely a good one to start start with. No, for sure. I mean, like, for a first music video, dude, that that's, like, very high quality. Not just because of the song, but just, like, in terms of the video itself. I mean, sometimes, like, you just see some of these dudes that be putting out, like, music videos, and you're like, okay, like, 
mm-hmm. we can spend a little bit of money with get a nice yeah. camera. We don't gotta be rocking the iPhone five, like taking <laughs> taking the video. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like because sure. when it, when it yeah. comes down to a music video, right? It's about the visual. People yeah. want to see something that's crispy. They want to see good transitions. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like as long like it doesn't matter about the song because I'm watching a production. Right. You know what I mean? And I want that production to meet a certain level of standard. Right, exactly. And that's like, you know, with Heartbreak Hotel, that's why I was like, you know, hotel, everything, you know, and the on my way song, it's like, you know, my hometown, just like, you know, I'm sure, you know, Swiggle thinks the same way. It's just like incorporating those little little details that really make those like big touches, you know, from the, you know, viewer's perspective. Right, right. For sure. For sure. All right. And then let's go ahead and wrap this up then with Swiggle's Dark Mandela. Yes, sir. Bro, this is my favorite one off your album. And that's love. So far, right now. Yeah, people fuck, people fuck on this one, too. A lot of people yeah. like this one. Go. commercial mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying right you got you got food carts you got uh the homegirls uh the homegirl rita her mobile salon mm-hmm. you got um you got uh the homies produce they got a store downtown portland you got their store in there you got uh there's the black owned coffee shop you know what i'm saying and we and we went to uh tacoma and there's mm-hmm. scenes in there from people in tacoma so it's so many it was just about coming together just a bunch of people people of all kinds in the video you know we got the car culture you know we got dogs you feel me we we had um families it was babies you know what i'm saying so it was just about just showing 
the unity showing the people, you know what I'm saying? Like saying the song, all for one, one for all. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it brings me back to the question that I asked both of you earlier, right? About brand awareness and your show, social media marketing, right? In both of your videos that we just watched, both of you hit on your brand. And that's, and that's something that I really want to stress to both of you is the sure. fact that you get it, right? Sure. You understand uh, the game. You understand what it means to make yourself monetizable in the sense that you have a brand, you build the recognition, right? Because it doesn't matter what your brand is. If it ain't recognizable across all of your content, it's never going to grow in the way that you For want sure. it to grow. And mm-hmm. that's something that I want to stress to those of you who are watching this to take note, okay? Because it is very, very important to make sure that one, you develop a brand that you can essentially immerse into the content on all different platforms, whether it's a music sure. video, whether it's an Instagram post, whether it's merchandise, we need to make sure that it is recognizable for the consumer. Facts. For sure. That's, that's, that's real. You know, mm-hmm. and, you know, just to kind of wrap up our music section here, guys, just give me just a little bit of detail about the upcoming mixtape. As much as you can shed light on <laughs> Man. Honestly, it might be. Yeah, and it might be a it might be an album. It might be just like a joint. It's a joint album, like because it's every song has both of us on it. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. now is it is it just strictly you two or are you guys collaborating with others on it as well? We're so far we're putting I know we're putting my uh my older brother on the on the project, but that's that's all I know of. That's all so far. Yeah. So yeah. it's mainly just us like So it's an it's pretty exclusive then. Yeah. yeah. Like I don't even know how many songs is it at this point. We got a lot of songs. We got a lot of songs. We got like I mean we got we've recorded probably like sixteen, seventeen songs. I don't something like that maybe. Yeah. But yeah, we, we got, got a lot. we got a lot of songs, and we've been, I don't know, for me personally, like I don't have a lot of like other artists on like my Spotify, Apple Music profile, like not a lot of like features with you know working with other people. But this is super dope to do because like I mentioned earlier, you now I wanted to do this when I met Swiggle, and uh, like it's just really like cool to learn. Like I'm learn I'm learning a lot from working with Swiggle for sure. That's what I could say, mm-hmm. and. You know, it's really cool to like, you know, bounce our creative ideas off of each other and, you know, what we created and, you know, what we're creating is like about to be huge. Well, guys, I honestly just can't wait to hear it. I know those in Portland and now those in Pittsburgh and whoever else, wherever you may be listening, are definitely thrilled for what you two have coming up. So at this point, I'm going to ask you guys to go ahead Give yourself a shout out. That way people know where to find you, find your music, anything they need to know about you. Where can they go and get it? Uh, Man, hit me up. S-W-I-G-G-L-E Mandela, like Nelson Mandela. Follow me on Instagram, 
Go like the Facebook page, subscribe to the YouTube. You can go on find me on Spotify, Apple Music, Tidal, iHeartRadio, Amazon, Google Play, uh, SoundCloud, and just uh, Twitter, anywhere. Snapchat, Swiggle Mandela, Swiggle. Um, and yeah, man, uh, play my music. You know, follow me. We we always trying to do giveaways and, and give back to the people who support us and however we can and uh you know we 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 going to the top man so stay tuned you know what i'm saying it's, it's just getting bigger look out for me and g's uh album is going it's called the i5 bridge go yeah. stream my last album movie money and then i dropped the album before that called port Amsterdam. watch the music videos on youtube you know and if you got music you know what i'm saying you can send it to me you know what i mean hit me up you feel me Follow me, you know what I'm saying? We could talk, you feel me? I might, I, I can check you out, maybe help promote your music. We can collab or figure something out, you know what I'm saying? We gonna, let's build, you feel me? Like, this is like a rare time because like we're right at the door of really cracking through and going like national and international. Like I'm already having fans overseas right now. So right now is a good time to tap in with us and just, be one of the early fans. That that that's that'd mm-hmm. be tight. Cause in a minute, this shit gonna be every yeah. fucking way. You know what I'm saying? You can always see tough. Yeah, it's in your face every day. You know what I mean? Like, you know, hundred percent. Um, you can find me on G Swenson G S W E N D S E N. Find me on all platforms. Uh, you know, I'll be posting music consistently. You know, we got the i five bridge coming out. We're gonna be coming out with videos, merch on that. You know, and just looking forward to the future, you know, like I got a website coming out. It's also going to have the merch on it, have videos and everything. Like you can find everything you need to know about me and my music on that website. And, you know, I got a solo project on the way, hopefully being uh, out by the end of the year, if not early next year. But just, uh, you know, a lot of big things coming for sure. Well, hey, guys, again, I appreciate you guys so much for setting the time aside to come on the stoop again it was a a privilege having you both i thought this interview went great and again i just want to i just want to thank you both from the bottom of my heart for coming on the show i truly appreciate it and you know you guys know i'm definitely a supporter and whatever i can do to help you get to where you need to be just let me know i'm always just a text or a phone call away all right Oh yeah, that's, that's love. That's love. Much love, bro. Appreciate Absolutely. you for having Absolutely. us. Absolutely. Yeah, thank you, thank you for having us, man. Like, there's a lot of there's a lot of artists, there's a lot of rappers, there's a lot of producers, and I think there's so many. I think what you're doing, there's that's like the smallest number. You feel me? Absolutely. It's like I I know I know so many producers, I know so many rappers, I know so many singers. The amount of people I know in the podcast, I know a lot, but it's not nearly as many as, you know what I mean, the other. The other side so of the it's, coin. It's for sure. So it's it's definitely a needed thing. You know, I appreciate you for having us. It's because I do this shit for my family. You know what I'm saying? I do this shit to really do, put, put something else into the world. You know what I'm saying? Like right. when I get my shot, as you can see now, G's getting the shot. Like I always help out and 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 reach back and you know what I'm saying, give people opportunity. So without without platforms and people like you, 
it wouldn't even be possible to make it as far as I did. So, you know what I'm saying? Appreciate you supporting. You know what I mean? It means a lot. You dig? Shout out to you, man. It's, it's an honor to be on the stoop, man. For real. I appreciate it. I appreciate it, guys. And as, always, and as always, make sure to tune into our website at www.legendsofthestoop.com. We got the links to all the social platforms. You can find us pretty much anywhere that you listen to podcasts, whether that's YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google, Amazon. We're on everything. Very accessible. Make sure hey. to like, comment, subscribe, share this with your friends and family, and I'll catch you next time right here on The Stoop. This is your host, Mike Pernice, signing off. Yes, sir. Thank you.